When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Why would I ever leave before New Year's Eve? Have a holly jolly Christmas. XOXO. Gossip Girl. Hey, it's Nikki Jensen. And Brie Piccone. And we're Late Late to the Party. A weekly podcast about film, fashion, and pop culture from two best friends, mentally, on the Upper East Side in... 2007. I'm Chuck Bass! Hello, Upper East Siders. We do a good Gossip Girl voice. <laughs> like Kristen Bell. Yes. Gossip Girl. Which is so wild. I never knew that was her. Have a holly jolly Christmas. I'm like, why does this person sound so familiar? XO, XO. <laughs> Gossip Girl. Yeah. Uh, yeah. No, it's one of those things where I don't... I never was like a Veronica Mars girly. I've never really seen... Besides Frozen anything with Kristen bell in it Mm -hmm. so i associate her just with the gossip girl voice yeah makes sense which no shame no if you can have anna and the gossip girl voice you're golden yeah that's all she needs yeah i mean i know she's way more she also does those uh appliance commercials oh does she have you have you seen those commercials with her and duck shepherd where they're like selling kenmore's or Maybe not Ken Wars. I mean, I guess she's a, a voice actor then, for real. But today we are talking about Gossip Girl, which is a teen drama series that ran from 2007 to 2012 on the CW. I know it was one of my favorites, I would say. I would dare to say it's a seminal mm. TV series in my young teen adolescence okay yeah very formative for me whatever that says about me (laughs) did it inform a lot as well like oh yeah yeah very very gossip girl heavy Mm. in my in my space from like 2007 to 2010 so like i'm very fluent in the first couple seasons last couple seasons i definitely can't remember a lot so i'm just like telling you from the top but yeah that's okay. Yeah. I mean, I like. I feel like I missed the boat on this series. Yeah. Did you watch the show? No. Only like I remember a few years ago, you kind of introduced the show to me because we we were like marathoning a bunch of different shows, like mm-hmm. Gilmore Girls, and then we threw Gossip Girls in the mix. I think Golden only Girls, G's. only the G's. Yeah, the triple G or double G, double G, and we probably watched a lot of guys' grocery games. We did. So. It was all that on our rotation. Double G's, triple G's. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I had never really seen the show before that. And then obviously watching it for the podcast, just revisiting, really paying attention this time and not just, I don't know. I didn't realize how much drama was happening, you know? So much happens in Gossip Girl. Yeah. Like every episode is like a whole journey. Which like Gossip Girl is definitely, it's created by Josh Schwartz, who did the OC, Mm -hmm. which is a little before our time, but I still remember like, that made such a cultural impact. And then I feel like Gossip Girl definitely had that same like cultural impact, cultural phenomenon like the OC, but it was for like the late 2000s, early 2010s. But it definitely informed a lot. It informed a lot in fashion, 
probably music too music i mean gossip girl's known for its soundtrack i feel like informed a lot of my music days personally too so but yeah we'll talk about all that because because we can because we can yeah (laughs) because gossip girl is a great show it is no i mean i enjoy it i feel like at the time when i watched it the first go round, i don't think i truly appreciated it but now watching it like like all the seasons and stuff just I don't know. It all makes sense. Like, I get it. And I feel like if I was at the right age, like if I had seen it when it came out, it probably would have got me as well. Dude. Or even a little later, even if I was in, I think in college too, I would have really gotten it because these teenagers act like young adults mm-hmm. and sometimes they are in like adult situations. So I don't know. It's interesting that it's like a teen show. I I love that aspect of it so much. I mean, there's plenty of things I love about Gossip Girl. But what I really love is it's in the vein of teen drama series, like like a 90210, Melrose Place yeah. kind of situation. Um, but those shows, from my understanding, I've never seen like an episode of Beverly Hills 90210, I'm not going to lie. Same. But from my understanding, they get into scandalous situations in very like 90s or whatever type of situations that are risque and scandalous, mm-hmm. but also they're in high school and they, it seems like they act like they're in high school. I love the idea of Gossip Girl. And even though it was a joke at the time that like these Upper East Siders, they are like 17, but they're going to the bar and having a martini. Like, right. Yeah. yeah. And they're talking about like, I don't know, all the businesses they're <laughs> I don't know, like Chuck Bass is like a young businessman. He's a boss baby. He's a boss baby. Chuck Bass is my boss baby. (laughs) Yeah. I don't know. It's wild. Yes. Um, But I love it. Same. I know. As a teen, I really ate this up. I still do. So Gossip Girl begins with the return of Upper East Side teenage it girl Serena Vanderwoodson played by Blake Lively from A Mysterious Absence. Mm -hmm. And it tells a story of Nate, Chuck, Blair, Serena, and Dan. And sometimes Jenny. Sometimes Serena's brother. What's his name? Eric. Again? Eric. Yeah. And yeah, they're just rich and yeah, they're skinny. They're rich. Yeah, they're, they're a little of, bit of a bitch. <laughs> yeah. 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 I feel like the show is like is kind of like um like a soap opera. Mm-hmm. Yes, but with way better acting and better like style and just you know like not cheesy. Yeah. Like, or just the right amount of cheese. Right amount of cheese, yeah. Yeah. I remember during this time, too, it was, like, I think as a teen, teenage gal, you're very, like, prone to soap operas or, like, teen dramas. Mm-hmm. Like, The Secret Life of an American Teenager yes. was huge. I was into that show. <laughs> yeah? Or, like, yeah. The Vampire Diaries, which also came that out was what CW. I was. Yes, that's what I was watching instead of this. I think is Vampire Diaries. So why Vampire Diaries over Gossip Girl? I don't know. You know, I just went through a supernatural phase. Like I was watching like Supernatural. Supernatural. I watched Supernatural for onesies. I was watching reruns of Buffy. I was watching Charmed, like reruns, and Vampire Diaries came out. Like it was all about like vampires and supernatural things for whatever reason when I was a teen. Nice. No, I like. It's cool. A witchy. Yeah, it was just like a mo- it like lasted. It was like a fade that lasted a while for me. So, yeah. word. Plus, the marketing for this show, I think, too, was like, oh, okay. See, that's why I watched it as a teen. I was obsessed with 
the like very bad and you know what were the the marketing campaign for gossip girl was crazy so it started off with the big letters like omfg and then it kind of spawned from that where how would you describe the posters for season i believe it was season two salacious oh the one i'm thinking of is i think it's dan kissing blake lively Serena Vanderwoodson's neck. Mm. And it says every parent's nightmare. Oh, okay. Yeah. It looks like it's going to be a hot and heavy, sexy drama situation. One of them with uh, Nate and Blair. I don't know if that's Blair, actually. I think yeah, that's... Who is that? Wait, are we looking at the same one? With the- yeah. That's... um. What's her name from Twin Peaks? Shelly. The one who plays the mom that Nate sleeps with. Oh my God, you're right. That's not Blair. Yeah, I thought that was Blair for about 15 (laughs) years. My mind is a little blown, but it says mind-blowingly inappropriate. Oh, yeah. It sounds bad. Ooh, and a nasty piece of work. Oh, and they're making out in... That's very showgirls. Like... (laughs) Oh my God, showgirls. Yeah. Ruins pools (laughs) for me. It does. No. Oh, I mean, it looks way more scandalous, I think, than the show actually is. But I think that is genius. Um, I think at the time, though, for me, it probably I probably wouldn't have been allowed to watch it. Really? Yeah. I mean, not that I was heavily monitored what shows I was watching, but I just think just in general, like, I don't know. I think I probably was like, I don't know. I probably would have to sneak it or something somehow. I remember being very embarrassed about Gossip Girl. Yeah. That and like Secret Life of the American Teenager, I would not just be like um, in the living room on a Tuesday watching it. Yeah. I back back in my day, like an old <laughs> an old person now, but back in my day, I would spend I would come home from school, mm-hmm. probably open up a bag of hot Cheetos, you know, yeah. as, as one does or did. Um, I would be on iTunes downloading episodes of Gossip Girl, mm. probably reading Perez Hilton or Ocean Up or whatever. Yeah. But then I would have all of, on my iPod Classic, the latest episode of Gossip Girl, and that's how I'd watch it. That's right. I forget that, like, iTunes had, like, TV shows that you yeah. buy. That's cool. Yeah. And just so you're just on your little iPod watching. Yeah, I believe... it wherever you go. Oh, my gosh, for real. I remember being, like, you know, staying the night at someone's house and having like the sheets over me, just like with my iPod, like video, just like watching Gossip Girl. I love that. Yeah. yeah. I was like, when I'm old enough, <laughs> you'll, you'll what, watch it probably in the living room. No, or? I'm gonna, I'm gonna also do salacious things. Really? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, did you see yourself in like Blair or any of the characters or? I definitely, I think. Developed a little bit of like Serena Itis. Yeah. Yeah. Like how so? Like, uh, you know, I think like late teens, I had this, I, I a little Delulu thinking probably, <laughs> or just like, I love when she says Serena tells Blair because Serena's more of the free spirit and Blair is the headband wearing yeah. like more height maintenance. They're kind of extreme girl. personalities, I feel like. For sure. Like caricatures of each other. Yeah. But yeah, no, I remember just at the time being like dancing through life a little bit or like being like, this is my my thing. Like this is me now. Yeah, which Serena definitely has a little bit of like, like when she tells Blair, she's like, 
life will work out for you if you're just nice to people. <laughs> yeah. La la la. And like, as an adult, I can kind of see how that's the most condescending thing to say to your best friend who's trying really hard. Yeah. I mean, maybe in a bad way, because Blair's not always like the morally correct one, but. True. Yeah, I feel like sometimes Serena does maybe get on her high horse a little, but. I I think Serena, <laughs> Serena is insidious. Yeah. And a menace to society. I love that girl. <laughs> I do too. But she is, yeah. Really is. She's like, oops, how did that happen? I don't know. Yeah, growing up is truly seeing that Blair Waldorf, for all of her faults, is like, Serena's the real villain. Yeah. I think, yeah, I kind of came to that conclusion as well. Yeah. Yeah. Um, But yeah, no, speaking about the marketing campaign, so you were, you thought it was too scandalous for you at the time? Probably. Yeah. I was like, oh, there's no way I could. Yeah. Because my aunt was really strict and I feel like she... I don't know. It just wouldn't have gone over well. But now watching the show, it's very tame compared to things like by today's standards, like um, like Euphoria. It is no Euphoria. You know what I mean? Like Euphoria is like a whole nother level. Like Euphoria is like the only thing that I've watched in recent years where there's no way I'd watch that in front of anyone. I was like, that's what Gossip Girl claimed to be. Yeah. But, I mean, you know, HBO versus the CW, of course. Right. You know, you can't do that much. But I love how Gossip Girl's kind of quaint now. Yeah, it's point. very quaint. I like it. It's it's a cute little space to live in for a while. Like, I feel like it's escapism, you know. For sure. Um, oh, there was a quote. So, I read the Vanity Fair oral history they did back in 2017. Yeah, the one where they talk about... Um, like how they started the show and yeah they do a complete oral history on it which i love like i love when vulture does them or vanity fair mm-hmm. i think that's what vanity fair is known for but i love a good oral history yeah so if i ever really like, quote something in this episode and i don't say where it's from it's from the vanity fair article gotcha but so on the marketing campaign of it all um so gossip girl was armed with two great advantages One was the fan base of Josh Schwartz, who was giddily waiting to see how it follow up on the OC. And the other was a legion of young girls who read the tawdry but addictive Gossip Girl book series, which I never read. Have you? I have not read, no. No. I remember growing up, I remember being a kid and going to like the Scholastic Book Fair. Yes. And seeing Gossip Girl. Yeah, I remember seeing it and I remember seeing like there was like another one too that I can't think of. Like there was like always Gossip Girl, Star Girl, yeah, Twilight. That one girl that kind of had that yellow dress that looked like Belle. Mm-hmm. That looked like she was being levitated off a cliff. I don't know if you remember that one. Mm, I don't know. I I feel like I haven't <laughs> I feel like I haven't read a book in so long. A Coraline. Coraline, yeah, I remember. I remember her. But yeah, apparently the numbers were really bad. Gossip Girl never did well with the ratings, even from the beginning. Mm. But they did get a leg up because of the writer's strike. Right. Which is a little bit of a, a funny moment because now we just, you know, we ended the writer's strike and the actor's strike. Right. Recently. Yeah. Um, But yeah, so the first season was the CW's like flagship show. Mm-hmm. And Gossip Girl... You know, they started the season in September, but you know that like space 
between episodes. Mm-hmm. You know, when you go into like the holidays, it kind of stops. Yeah. And then it resumes. Well, it got a little more space because of the writer's strike. Mm-hmm. So people got to like mull over Gossip Girl. They had some time to let it sink in. For sure. They got to know these characters. The creators and the writers kind of got to also see a little more. Didn't they get to like you market know. it better after that as well? Right? Yeah. They saw what the audience likes. You know, how can we market this to our audience? Yeah. And that's when they came out with the genius OMFG marketing <laughs> campaign. So brilliant. So, yeah. And then season two came back with a vengeance. Yeah. It was a big deal. Yeah. It was a big deal. I can't stress that enough. Um, But yeah. So kind of like my experience watching Gossip Girl, like the ratings weren't ever really good, mm. but new episodes routinely aired at number one on the mass downloaded spot on iTunes. Ooh. And then there were hundreds of thousands that were downloading free week old episodes on the CW site. Mm. So... I guess even the executives at Nielsen threw up their hands and admitted that Gossip Girl appeared to be speaking to a new, younger audience, and that was a little more tech-savvy, which is very Gossip Girl. It is. I know. I love how they're on their phones all the time, just like, or with their slides, they're like, just like. I love how Gossip Girl is, it's in one breath a period piece. Yeah. But still... Like, we're always on our phones anyways. We're just doing different things. Yeah, I feel like it's definitely, like, a precursor to our time now. Um, but it's refreshing to watch it because it's... I, f- I feel like it's, like, the best of the 2000s. Like, you know how there's some times when you look back, it can be tacky. Mm-hmm. That, like, people think of the 2000s as, like, a tacky time sometimes. But I feel like Gossip Girl is, like, the best. Like, the best fashion. The tech. Yes. Just, I don't know. I agree. It definitely started that wave. Speaking of season one, Gossip Girl to season two, the budget definitely increased and the fashion, like costume design budget increased. Yeah, it shows. So, yeah, they were getting lent way more things. And yeah, it, Gossip Girl was straight out the gate really informed late 2000s fashion. For sure. But I, I, you know, it was a big deal. I remember seeing Gossip Girl for the first time and being like, oh, this is what I see in like Vogue and Harper's Bazaar. Mm. That was a little more high fashion versus like you were saying, like the big bling era of yeah. like 2006, 2007. Yeah. Which I don't understand how any of that has started to come back. Like, oh, why? yeah. Like those bags, like the, oh. are they bo- hobo bags? You know what I'm talking about? The, the hobo sequence? sequence ones? Yeah. That I don't understand. Oh, but. I, I think it's hilarious. Like, I think we need to either go big or go home, though. I think we should all dress like Sharpay Evans if yeah, we're going to go. Yeah, if we're going to go, just go all the way. Yeah, go full McBling. Yeah. But I feel like the Gossip Girl is like a bit McBling, but in it's like very tasteful. You know what I mean? Like, sometimes they have those sideways hats, those like, I don't know if they're newsboy hats. Oh, they're, they're kind of like newsboys. You know, yeah. You know what I'm talking about. But they always look really crisp. Definitely. I mean, and I know the creators, their intention was to make this show like a glossy magazine. Yeah. And it, it definitely shows. Like it's a little more Teen Vogue versus J14. Yeah. Or whatever the. Exactly. I don't know. What would the equivalent teen magazine of the 2000s be? Yeah. Maybe J14. Maybe. Visually, I. that's what I. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But way more Teen Vogue. Yeah. So upon this rewatch of Gossip Girl, to really just like mull it over, 
to really view it with a critical eye. The pilot of Gossip Girl is iconic. Yeah. It's it's actually really good. No, it is. I mean, it kind of gets you hooked at the beginning. I judge a lot of TV shows based on their pilots. I feel yes. like it doesn't it's not indicative of a whole series. But I love a good pilot episode. I feel like if you do it really right, yeah. you can really like hook a girl like me in for a lifetime. Same. No, it's definitely a good sign, too, I feel. It's not like, you know, you hear about some shows, it's like, oh, you skip, just skip the first season. Or so. mm-hmm. You're like, wait, what? That should be the best. Se-. Or like, you know, that should lay out everything. Like, And Gossip Girl season one does. It does. Especially the pilot, if we're talking about time capsules for the late 2000s. Yeah. The pilot is the most 2007 thing on the planet. And it's goddamn perfect. I don't know. What did you think of the pilot? I, I enjoyed it. I love just the opening, like the first few minutes. I love like when young folks plays. Oh, my gosh. And Serena's just looking out the train and like the narration of everything. Like it just sets the tone. Like, Dude, no. Young folks playing. And then you see Serena with the Gossip Girl voiceover. Yeah. You know you're in for a treat. Like, it's, I just, I feel like this pilot is so perfect. Like, it's chopped up and paced so well, but so much also happens. Like, it's it's enough drama to be like, you're like, oh, my God, I'm on, like, what's going to happen? Like, yes. you know, like, there's a whole drama with, like, Serena and Nate and Blair and Nate and Serena. Like, that whole, like, love triangle situation. The Chuck Bass of it all. Which Chuck Bass episode one, especially first season Chuck Bass, but yeah. really the pilot, Chuck Bass is like, I don't know if this would fly in 2023. Yeah. He's sexually assaulting people left and right. Yeah. Like immediately off the bat. It's like, you, how can you like it? Like, you're not going to like this character. Like, it's kind of, he's set up to be like the hated character, I guess, which I think, I guess works well because... You kind of you don't root yeah. for him, and I, I think you start to as the series goes on, mm-hmm. but you definitely don't start rooting for him. No, but no, I love it. Yeah. I love. I also love speaking of young folks playing. The Gossip Girl soundtrack is what I really. I know some people think of the fashion, which I do too. The soundtrack is so good, mm-hmm. and it's very like high low mix of like hits from the you know late 2000s or of the moment back then to like indie yeah music and this was how i would actually discover new music as a teen dude so it is just so good that's cool i have some facts about the soundtracks that i'd like to lay on you so i thought this was very interesting because i'm like who did this soundtrack because it's not just in the first episode it's throughout the series the soundtrack slaps Mm -hmm. and it just i feel like the songs just um capture like a mood most of the times of what's happening with the characters like it does a great like it helps tell the story i guess the soundtrack really helps tell the story and And you can tell it's curated you can yeah you can tell it's not just like someone threw whatever because there's you know some tv shows or even movies where you're like what was that like what was the soundtrack didn't add anything or no as much as i love a good needle drop the wrong needle drop is like can send me into a tailspin yeah so I looked up, like, who did the soundtrack? Yeah. Like, I need to know who this was. It's Alexandra Petsavas. I, I don't know if I'm saying that right. But um, she's a Grammy and Emmy-nominated American music supervisor, producer, and executive. She's worked on over 100 films and TV series, most notably The Twilight Saga. Oh, my God. I know. Good soundtrack. Great soundtrack. The OC, Anatomy. Great. Grey's Anatomy. 
I've been told great. Gossip Girl. <laughs> Gossip Girl, Mad Men, Bridgerton, which I've never uh, that's seen. That's known for its soundtrack. I've never seen an episode. Yeah. Can you say those again? I feel like I just gave my opinion too hot and heavy. No, it's okay. I loved it. That's what I do. Sometimes. I'm just like... <laughs> <laughs> no, I give it to me hot and heavy. So the OC. She did yeah, the OC the, as well? Yeah, the OC as well. But like, hold up. I have more to tell. Um, okay, so basically... You know, she did a lot of work on the OC with Josh Schwartz. He had hired her uh, for that series originally. And then he uh, rehired her for Gossip Girl. And oh, her work on Gossip Girl brought in many New York-oriented bands and other popular songs, including Fergie's Glamorous for the <laughs> series promotional video. So she helped, like, she thought of that as, like, the promotion. Um, let's see what else. I'm sure in 2007 that was... The choice. I feel like in 2023, like through that lens, it's a it's a lot more funny and and memeable. It it, it, it plays different now, but I can imagine in 2007 being at the like, time like, glamour. Yeah, I mean, I get it. The flossy, flossy, <laughs> the flossy, flossy. Um, she also has won nominations for Twilight, like both the original Twilight and the saga, the Eclipse saga. Oh, Eclipse. Um. She's also was a judge for the fifth annual Independent Music Awards. And yeah, I don't know. I, I mean, she's done things. And so it makes sense. I don't know. Other great soundtracks. The Twi- like I thought the Twilight soundtrack. Who knew? Like, dude, 2008 must have been her year. Yeah. I love it. She's a genius. Anyway. Uh, two claps for her. Can yeah. I tell, can I just run by you though? Speaking of the pilot soundtrack. Yes. The lineup of songs in this episode. Hell yeah. Young Folks. Woo! If It's Lovin' That You Want by Rihanna. Mm. What goes around comes around. And they're all in succession. Mm-hmm. Um, it's Hard to Live in the City, Albert Hammond Jr. The Way I Are. Yes. Oh, my God. I clocked that one. I was like, hold Dude. up. Because I think that was at, at a party, I want to mm-hmm. say. Yeah. As soon as, like, a foot steps out of a limo. Uh-huh. The way I are starts playing, and I haven't felt so alive in a really long time. Same. I was le- I was bought in. I feel like probably as a kid too. Maybe that was my way in. If you play that song, I'm just like I'm in. This is cool. I want to dance. Yeah. Don't matter by Akon. It's a pop. Yeah. Just in one episode. Uh, no, it's a lot. Oh, wait. Hang Me Up to Dry as well. Oh, yes, yes, yes. I mean, it's just so good. Like, just in that one episode, there's so many bops. It's not like any other shows from my recollection, especially at the time. No, I feel like they use music a lot. Like, <laughs> there's like a website you can go to, I think, and where it breaks down all the songs by season and by episode. I think I've been there. <laughs> yeah. But it's like, oh, it's like so many. I don't, I don't know how many at the moment, but it was like, like a crazy amount for just like one season or something. It's like 300 songs or something. I'm like, what? All the money goes to those royalties. Right. Yeah. But I really think it adds something to it. It definitely does. It creates like a, like a, what's the word I'm looking for? Not a character, but. It's almost like a character. I would say the fashion, the soundtrack of Gossip Girl in New York City. Oh, yeah. Or like. Little side characters. That's right. They're in the city. Yes. Which this is the first show. Like it's the most New Yorkiest show since Sex and the City. Yeah. Like 
you know, we were even there a couple months ago and it's, it's very much like the Met steps have always been there. But to me, every time I see the Met steps, I think of Blair Waldorf and Serena Vanderwoods and sitting on them waiting for class. Yeah. And their little hierarchy of, I don't know, their little girl group. I don't know. What do you call that? They're like, they're click to click. That was the series. That was the other book series I was trying to think of. It's called The Click, right? Yes. To invoke another. Early 2000s teen book series, The Click. Yeah. Which I did which, read. Did that come after Gossip Girl? Did they? You know, oh, I when wonder. did? So Gossip Girl came out in 2002. Oh, yep. This came out in 2004. Yeah. They definitely had to copy Gossip Girl. You know, you love me. XOXO. <laughs> Gossip Girl. So any, before we get off the pilot tangent, any takeaways that you had from the pilot? <clears throat> any takeaways? Um... I don't know. Life is messy as a young Upper East Sider. Um, it's the glamorous, the flossy, flossy. <laughs> yeah. Um, I guess one takeaway is Serena and Blair have a crazy friendship. The craziest. Like, there's a lot of ups and downs, um, which I feel like we see play out throughout the series. Like, they're always, like, kind of like, they're, like, frenemies all the time, but then they're, like, best friends, and then they're, like, actual enemies. Like, there's, like, a lot that happens. Very much so. I would say, you know, this show is known for, you know, the Chuck and Blair toxic relationship of it all. Mm -hmm. But Serena and Blair also have a very toxic frenemy situation. Yeah. Where where one minute, have you seen like there's even memes that Serena's like for the hundredth time, you know, saying that she's never going to speak to Blair again. (laughs) And then like in the next, you know, slide in the carousel, it'll be like. The hundredth time, Serena's like, I miss you, B. <laughs> yeah. Yep, basically. Yeah, it's a very push and pull. It is. I mean, it's interesting, though. It's true. It's fascinating. I think it's wild. I love when Serena, like, totally blacks out. And it's like she never fights with Blair. Oh, yeah. Because yeah. that'll happen sometimes. They'll, like, get into a big fight one episode. And then the next episode, Serena will just be like, I miss you. Uh-huh. Why haven't we talked? And Blair's like, what do you mean? <laughs> you know why. I'm trying to think what other takeaways. Um, I mean, I really did not like Chuck Bass in the first episode. Or much through the first season. You know, like, he kind of grew on me after a while, though. But yeah, not in the pilot. Um, I guess. Oh, I know. Um, uh, Chase Crawford is a. Uh, what, what what is that? What, there was like a video we watched, and they, I forgot what they said he was. Like but a, he's a beautiful, beautiful man. Yeah, he is. He's very attractive. That was probably my big sexy, takeaway at the time. Chase Sexy Crawford, I think, is what they called him. His full name, <laughs> rightly so. His legal name, yeah. Chase Sexy Crawford, because we found out he was in a music video. Um, <gasps> oh, it was, Leona Lewis. Yeah, Leona Lewis. Yeah, that's the worst music video I've Bad ever seen. Music video. Oh, my God. I don't know what the song was either. It wasn't Bleeding Love. It was something different. It was not Better in Time. No. Not a banger. Yeah. <laughs> and Chase Crawford wasn't in it a lot. No. It was a little disappointing. I don't know. He's gorgeous. He's... It's something that hasn't changed. I love, like, my 13-year-old self and my myself today really just stand behind Chase Crawford. Even with his like swooshy like 2008 hair, he makes it work. Like somehow it doesn't look cheesy on him. No, nothing about him's cheesy. He's beautiful. Those eyelashes. Those eyebrows. Yeah. Oh, I remember like, well, is it 2010 or 2011 when 
he like fell and like busted his lip or something and it was big (laughs) it was big like tabloid news and i remember thinking to myself of course because god doesn't create someone as perfect as chase crawford (laughs) like something has to happen and he was still gorgeous and i think he's fully recovered so he's just a baby angel yeah he is yeah I think that's the main takeaway from that. That's true. That is gossip. <laughs> oh. oh. Did you have any any takeaways? I mean, that was my takeaway. I love yeah. how that's the only thing that I can really. <laughs> um. No, I just wrote every time Blair and Serena say, we need to talk. It's oh, yeah. funny. They do. They say that a lot. Um, oh, also, there's like a scene where Blair and I believe Chuck and maybe Nate, they're in like a limo partying and it looks just like the gossip girl book oh. like the shot looks almost identical and i was like mm, yeah, I gotcha. that's cool yeah yeah oh and chuck's dialogue's wild he has a wild and crazy monologue that is also <laughs> stuck in my brain for all these years what did he say so he tells chase sexy crawford aka nate archibald he because oh, wait. The whole storyline is like Nate and Blair haven't sealed the deal. Sealed the deal. And he's like, Nate, you're not like guaranteed like true love or happiness or whatever, but you're guaranteed like a trust fund and and, like a prescription drug problem. Uh huh. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, something, he says something, something, but you do have, what does he say? Oh my God, I want to read it. But what were you going to say? Oh, nothing. I just remember him saying, like, you got to seal the deal. And he said, like, seal the deal, like, ten times to Nate. And I think even Nate is like, hey, man, relax with that, sealing the deal. <laughs> He's like, why are you calling it that? I don't know. It was just funny. Because I feel like Chuck Bass talks like he's such, like, a grown adult. Because he's like he's boss, a 30-year-old man. And he's, like, what, like, I don't know, 16, 17? Yes. I love it. It's just wild. And the thing he does, like, with his face, he's always doing this. He's, like, like smoldering and, like, looking suave. I don't know. <laughs> oh, well, here's the video. What we're entitled to is a trust fund, maybe a house in the Hamptons, a prescription drug problem. But happiness does not seem to be on the menu. So smoke up. Sealed the deal with Blair because you're also entitled to tap that ass. <laughs> oh, my God, he does say tap that ass. I wrote that in my notes, but I thought that was, like, a note to myself. Like, that's, like, a... Uh, what it you know translation but he actually says tap yeah you're also entitled to tap that ass <laughs> oh my god i mean season one chuck bass is unhinged he is yeah the most un. i think yeah i feel like he starts out super unhinged and then he kind of reels himself in or something truly but yeah the good old the good old days <laughs> of 2007 season one gossip girl where he's in one whole monologue is basically offering Nate like Viagra, <laughs> telling him to smoke up, tap that ass. Mm-hmm. You're entitled to a house in the Hamptons yes. and a prescription drug problem. He sexually assaults both Jenny and Serena. Uh-huh. He he's just <laughs> firing on all cylinders. Oh my god! Yeah, he is wild. Uh, it's unhinged behavior for sure. Like I don't want to. Um, I don't. I condemn it. Yeah, for sure. But for for the series, for the series, I love it. Yeah, I'm like I condone it for the the t- like. I mean, for the plot, ha- for the plot. Yeah, you have to have someone. You can't like everyone. 
Yeah. Chuck is someone you love to hate. Exactly. And then you love to love. And then when he tells Blair, I love you, you love him even more. And when he doesn't tell it to Blair, you love him a little less. Yeah. (laughs) When he basically pimps out Blair, Uh you love him a little less. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But you love the storyline. Yeah. So yeah, let's go through the characters and the couples. Because everyone is co-mingling yeah there is a lot there's a lot of love triangles i will say in this series it's wild so the big one is blair serena and nate yeah because serena one of the reasons that she leaves town in season one Mm -hmm. is because she killed someone no 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 it's because (laughs) she slept with nate yeah and you know blair's her best friend so she had to leave yeah, that's the smart thing to do. Just yes. Skip town. I like it. This is maybe where I identify with Serena a little bit. I'm like, yeah, what, what else do you do? I think that's why Blair was so mad at her as well. She was like, you never told anyone where why you left. Like, you just left. Yeah, and just, then Serena does come back and is like, surprise. She's like a tornado. Yes. I don't know. Coming in, fucking shit up. She definitely does come in like Emma Roberts and what is it, Coven, where she's like, surprise, bitch. Yeah. You thought you saw the last of me. Basically. Yeah. What do you think of this? This love like love triangle. It's very interesting. I mean, it makes sense. Like, I feel like, I guess it, it's almost like, well, because as the series goes on, I feel like Blair always seems to have a soft spot for Nate um, up to a point until she's really into Chuck, but it's like Blair is into Nate, but Nate is into Serena, and Serena could care less about Nate, it seems. Or not care I mean, sh- they have, like, almost romances here and there throughout the series, but she's always preoccupied with some, like, douchebag mm-hmm. or, like, some politician, for example, who's already married. You know, she's always yes. like, making these poor choices where I'm like, dude, like, Nate's right there. Like, why would you pass up on Nate? So it's, like, aggravating, but it's also, like, I feel like Nate deserves better. I also feel like Blair deserves better. Truly. Serena, I don't know what she deserves. I mean, you know what I mean? I just feel like she's very careless with her choices sometimes and how they could affect people. And so there's that. And it's, I don't know. But I always feel really bad for Nate because. True. Justice for Nate Archibald. Yeah, justice for Nate. Like, Was Serena Vanderwoods in the, like, OG main character syndrome like do lulu <laughs> gal of the internet today i think so yeah probably yeah, yeah. she does kind of just come in like the tasmanian devil and just like leave like everything just obliterated and destroyed yeah and she's always like i don't know how this happened like i don't know what just <laughs> happened like i don't know i don't know how i slipped with like a like it was a senator or a, i don't i don't oh, exactly yeah. remember but, you know like little things where it's like you could just control yourself or just not like but you know what I mean? Like, you do make choice. You do have, like, free will. Like, she acts like she doesn't sometimes. She, yeah, she's a very, she's a problematic fave for sure. I think, yeah. I think talking about, like, Chuck Bass, he's definitely the obvious villain yeah. of the group. But he is very self-aware. Serena doesn't have any of that. Like, if you would ask Serena what she views herself, she'd probably be like, I'm a kind-hearted person who's a good friend. Mm-hmm. You know, there's no... And I think Blair Waldorf is also a very self-aware character. Yeah. Dan is kind of self-aware. Nate's just perfect. Yeah. <laughs> just like Chase Sexy Crawford. Yeah. 
You know, I feel like a lot of the characters are very self-aware, but... Except Serena. Yeah, Serena is not, which is why she's queen. (laughs) Yeah, no, I love it. Oh my gosh, what are your thoughts on Blair and Chuck? I feel like that was, at the time, that finale... See, I hadn't seen the show for years at that point, but I remember being in play rehearsal because I was a theater kid mm-hmm. and they, everyone stopped what they were doing to watch Chuck and Blair get married well, and to find out who Gossip Girl was. Right. But those were the two big deals towards the end of the show. <laughs> Wait, don't they both get married though? Don't they Dan do. and Serena also get married? They do. Spoilers. I'm just kidding. Yeah, but that was a little overshadowed. Also, also, spoiler again, Dan is Gossip Girl. So it kind wait. of muddied the waters between Dan and Serena's That's true. marriage. But wait, when Blair and Chuck get married, aren't they like doing a rush thing because he's about to be arrested? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Something, something like that. Like, for Maybe not embezzlement. I don't know. There's something that goes on where it's like, it's like a rush situation, but I think they wanted to anyway, but it was like, it happened fast. There is, okay, the final seasons confuse me. And like I said, I'm not like super well versed in the final seasons. But it is a very like quick turnaround. Yeah. And I don't know if that's like a writing situation. Yes. Yeah. I actually, I, I wish, you know what I think? They should have one more season. Like it should have had an extra season to tie up all the loose ends because it kind of ties it up way too fast. I mean, not to just skip so far ahead, but like, I do feel like if we're talking about the last season and the last episode, like they are just like, oh yeah, he's gossip girl, like Dan's gossip girl, whatever. And then they're like, oh, I mean, like there's no aftermath. There's no, like, I do like things being tied up, but I feel like it's from the beginning of that season or the season before, like there's so much that, you know, like with Chuck and his dad that ha- like there's like little oh, things. Da- his dad comes back from the dead. Yeah. I don't know. There's just a lot of questionable things that I feel like the story ties up too quickly. And there's so much like material that they probably could have expanded upon. I agree. They totally set it up for failure, though, because in the middle seasons, middle to early seasons, Chuck and Blair have this will they won't they and it kind of starts with like Victor Victrola which is I do love that episode one of my favorite episodes of Gossip Girl or TV of all time I I think it's perfect I agree um that limo scene the only time I've ever heard some 41 playing in the background and I've been like whoo that's hot (laughs) yeah um but they have that like will they won't they thing and then they, they, you know, they say, I love you in season two, but then they, you know, they have to do the Fran and Mr. Sheffield thing of keeping them uh, apart. Yeah. But where they really hoe themselves is towards the later, like final seasons, they do this like pact where they're like, you know, we're going to get ourselves in order and then we're going to come back to each other. Yeah. Which I'm like, why would you do this on a TV show? Mm-hmm. That's like way too pragmatic for a television <laughs> show. Or also like how... How long do you expect this show to go? Why are they working on themselves? They should be rekindling. Like, you know, they should be like something happens and they rekindle it. You know, like, why are you? Yeah. Why are you like putting? Is that where she almost married the prince or something? Yeah. Like, And then her and Dan, which I love. I love her and Dan. Yeah. I feel like we didn't get a lot of that either, though. Mm -hmm. Like, because they rush it up to get them back together. Yeah. Yeah. That would have been more interesting to explore. Or maybe, yeah, give some more Blair and Dan, perhaps, or yeah, or she tries to do something again with Nate. 
I guess yeah. like a big substantial storyline for for Blair. I hear what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah. Does she have a big substantial storyline? She, mar- she almost marries a prince. She almost marries a prince. Yeah. Uh, I mean, in the middle seasons, there's like Yale. Yeah. But no, I don't know. I don't know either. Oh, oh sorry. I like got so uh, passionate. No. About it. I, I just never think be sorry about being passionate. Dude, I just think it's so, so stupid that they like prolonged the Chuck and Blair thing to really just make it so sloppy at the end. So are you a fan of Chuck and Blair then? Do you ship them or do you have mixed feelings? Like I will admit that it is a toxic relationship. Yeah. Early seasons. Yes. Now, once Dan comes into question, mm-hmm. I really do love a romance where it's like the princess and the pauper kind of situation, like mm-hmm. high and low. Oh, okay. I see what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah. Not like it's too much. They're doing too much, like with Chuck being like, here's all these lavish gifts. Yeah. I That's love- not real. Well, yeah. No, I mean, it's Chuck Bass. Yeah. It's his love language. Yeah. <laughs> Buying jewels. No, I, I like, I like that. But if I like also the storyline where Blair and Dan, which they're very similar intellectually. Oh, yeah, they are. And I think they'd have surprising. They have surprising things in common. Uh. So I loved that. And and they were friends in real life, Leighton Meester and Penn Badgley. And you can definitely see that chemistry with them. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't know. I wish it was explored more. Yeah. I shipped them. If she was going to end up with anyone but Chuck Bass, I would say. Lonely boy, Dan Lonely Humphrey. Boy. Yeah, that'd be a cool twist. Yeah. What do you yeah. think of Chuck and Blair? <sighs> I don't know. I have, like, mixed feelings. Like, I, I feel like they look good together. They, like, seem to fit well in a lot of ways, but then it is very toxic, and it's hard to be, like, I don't know. Like, I feel I feel like their relationship's pretty extreme. Like, there's, mm-hmm. it's either really great or really terrible, Oh, my God. I just watched this episode. Speaking of really great and really terrible, if season one, it's after Victor Victrola because they hook up and he, what does he say to Blair where he's like, you're basically used goods. Yes, I know. I watched that episode, too. He's like, no one would want you now. Like something like really hurt. Like he doesn't say this, but it is to the effect of like you're a used napkin. Yeah. He says something like that. Like, um. Oh, I think it's because, was it when she got the pregnancy test? Was that mm-hmm. one? And I guess she had like slept with him, but she also slept with Nate, maybe? So yeah. Was, I don't know. It's crazy, though, because I feel like that's just like sexism because he like totally, I guess, has more notches under his belt or whatever you would say. Truly. Like, you they- know what I mean? And it's like she's literally only slept with two people and you're going to call her a slut. Like it's kind of messed up and... Truly. Also, he gave Nate permission to tap that ass. Yeah, that's true. He did. Yeah. I don't know. It was just, he definitely crossed the line, I feel. Yeah. No, yeah. that was very harsh, where it's like hard for me to to really. Um, adult Nikki does not condone. Yeah. I just let Jamie chut bass. Same. I, I, I don't exactly know what she sees in him, to be honest. Like, I see, I can see what he sees in her, but I don't really know what she sees in him and it seems like a lot of like in the earlier seasons like he kind of just gets her when she's at her lowest mm-hmm. and kind of vulnerable if you think about it you know what i mean like just yeah it's always when like her and nate are breaking up and she's like a mess and 
then he swoops in and but it's, i don't know if that's romantic i feel like that's kind of gross uh, it is very gross I don't know. <laughs> that is very gross. That's Maybe a I don't ship. Point. I don't know. Like it's hard to. I ship them until you choose, until you lay <laughs> until, everything until out. Until you lay everything out and really think about it, it's like, well, you know what? Maybe not. Yeah, but you know, if we're talking about the Chuck Bass, the other side of the coin is his best friend Nate. Yeah, Chase Sexy Crawford, mm-hmm. who is in love with Serena. But tries to do right by Blair, but also tries to do right by his Serena family as well. and his family and Jenny. Uh huh. Little what, Jay. What is that about? Were they ever like a thing? Like what? Kind they, of like, sort of. They kissed. Yeah. There was something. Like I a think, flirtation. Ship. Yeah. They like briefly had a thing. Yeah. But but yeah, Nate's the golden boy trying to do everything right, and he ends up with nothing at the end. Yeah. Is that like a lesson? Is that <laughs> nice guys finish last. <laughs> Basically. Oh. Um, I liked him and Vanessa, though. I thought they were really cute. That one, I, I feel like I shipped them. <laughs> Those are two characters that I feel like have done nothing wrong. Yes. They're kind of just products of this society. Like, they're just, you know what I'm saying? Like, they're, they're the real yeah. victims here, I feel. Truly, because Nate doesn't choose to be a part of this life, of the high society life. Yeah. Vanessa is only dragged into it because she's friends with Dan. And he's Gossip Girl. Yeah. So And yeah, so. Yeah. Yeah, she doesn't really deserve a lot of the things. But she does have a wild storyline where her, Dan, and a character played by Hilary Duff have a threesome. That was wild. To an indie pop cover of T.I.'s Whatever You Like. <laughs> that is iconic. <laughs> Iconic behavior, I fear. Yeah. No, that I couldn't believe that. Like, that song oh, kind of took me over the edge. I was like, what? Dude, I know I keep... I remember that cover, yeah. though. Was it you that was playing that song a lot? Is that where you got this song? Yeah. Is that a show? Hell yeah. Wow. It's all coming together. Yes. It all makes sense. I know I, like, talk about season one and two a lot. Mm-hmm. This is my, like, my favorite seasons. But season three, the latter season three... It does provide those gems. The threesome's a highlight. The, is that when he, Nate also sleeps with the older woman? Is that season three? Beginning of season two. Beginning of season two. Okay. And I remember that just like it was yesterday. It's, I believe the episode's called Never Been Marquist. Yeah. Which love the episode titles. They're always cheeky like references. I do like that too. Um, Or maybe Summer Kind of Wonderful. One of those two episodes, anyways. It's when Dan and Serena wake up on the beach after they've hooked up. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then they also take the Jitney back into the city. And then there's like the chocolate covered strawberries. She falls on his lap and, you know, blah, yeah, blah, yeah. blah, blah. They're like trying not to be a thing anymore. They're like, oh, maybe we rushed into things. Yes. <laughs> and then Blair meets Marcus. They go to that all white party sponsored by Vitamin Water. <laughs> Yep, everything was sponsored by vitamin water. <laughs> yes, bring it back. 50 Cent needs to <laughs> claim his stock again. Yeah. Um. But yeah, it's in one of those episodes because Nate is still in the... Is, I think he's in the Hamptons as well. And yeah. he's with Shelly from Twin Peaks. It's wild. Who is sleeping with a 17-year-old. The show is so wild. Like It is that's wild. That's why I love it. It's like, how do you come up with this stuff? It's so good. I mean... Brie, I can't stress this enough. Being like a tween, early teen at the time. Yeah. Those storylines were <laughs> were great. Yeah. 
even now they're very fun. But I mean, you know, I we see a lot nowadays. Yeah, you're right. We do see a lot. I've heard it all. No, it still holds up, though. I think I agree. Um, oh, do you have any opinions on Dan Humphrey played <coughs> by Penn Badgley? Yeah. Um. Oh, I mean, I feel like especially in the beginning, like first season, I really like Dan, and I'm like, oh, he's cute, you know, and. I think just the fact that he is Gossip Girl confuses me and I don't understand exactly the motivation. And and sometimes it feels like there's maybe maybe uh, plot holes or something or like I'm like who like I think about the episode too, like where Blair gets the pregnancy mm-hmm. test, but it's really Serena that is out buying them for her. But we don't know that yet. We just see her. And like I get that people can like take pictures and send it into Gossip Girl, but Gossip Girl decides to post. So I'm like, yeah. Who would post that? Or did is Jenny in on this? Like, is she also posting for Gossip Girl? Because why would he post his own girlfriend with pregnant? Like, why would he do like put himself on blast like that? You know what I'm trying to say? Unless he wants to be on blast and wants the attention. Is he a psycho? I don't know. <laughs> I <laughs> like a lovable psycho. I've read on the internet that he Dan Humphrey is like the the precursor to you. That Netflix show with Penn Badgley where he plays like the psychopathic oh, killer. Okay. So he starts his Gossip Girl and evolves into the yeah. that guy. Oh. I, I don't know. I know Penn Badgley has gone on record saying that he did not play Dan like it was Gossip Girl. Well, he probably didn't even know, right? No, I really don't. Was that a last minute choice by the writers as well? Is that where they're like, you know? No one can convince me otherwise because I know in the early seasons, it definitely does seem like it's Eric, Serena's brother. It, that would make so much sense. Or or Nate. That was the other like, yeah, possible gossip girl that they considered. But I kind of had a th- like thought maybe it would be only because you don't suspect. I, don't, I thought it'd be like one of those. Gotcha. You never saw that coming. I that'd be mind blowing. It's like when does he have the time? He's so worried about all these other problems. Like he's way too caught up to to be gossip girl. Yeah, he cares too much about what everyone thinks and caring about everyone. I don't know. It's like I do think a crazy one would be if like Serena was gossip girl. (laughs) She's like writes her own story. She's like, oh my god, Serena was seen again buying pregnancy tests. Oh. Serena, yeah. yeah, like that'd be really psycho. That'd be funny though. That'd be hilarious. That would be great. I mean, Serena, with Dan being Gossip Girl, it is kind of like Serena's Gossip Girl because Dan, his whole thing is he's been in love with Serena since he saw her one time in 2005. Yeah. He wrote a whole thing that was published. I was going to say, you know what's wild to me is that <laughs> his big thing as a writer was like getting published in a newspaper about being Gossip Girl. Dan Humphrey's psychotic. Yeah. Uh, period. <laughs> um, but no, but they were about to graduate and Serena is low-key upset that there's going to oh. be no more Gossip Girl because Gossip Girl's like, yeah, after high school, Serena's going to be irrelevant. Yeah. And Serena is all mopey pants about it. And then Gossip Girl comes back and it's like, talks about Serena more. So I feel like she's also kind of psycho, though. Yeah. I feel like Dan and Serena deserve each other. Yeah. But also Dan being Gossip Girl kind of means Serena's Gossip Girl because she's feeding into it. She likes his attention yeah. so much. And that's why they're perfect for each other. Truly. Yeah. It didn't make sense to me why they got married. Like if someone like <laughs> revealed like they've been telling like your secrets to the world, you know, like I think I'd be upset. But Serena's like, oh, that's great, Dan. I, I love you more now. Like, 
I love how it's like that shot of like the whole gang <laughs> and they have like no reactions. I think Chase Sexy Crawford's kind of like, what? And everyone's just like, what? No way. And Serena's like, you know, he's kind of a good guy. <laughs> he kind of like showed a mirror to us and I was the center of the story. Uh-huh. So Dan's really great, right? <laughs> it's wild. Yeah. I don't know. This show doesn't have to make complete sense. No. It's just enjoyable. I love it. Yeah. Any other memorable storylines or like cast character moments? I'm trying to think. Um, we already talked about the Hillary Duff threesome. Um, I don't know. The relationship with Chuck and his dad is interesting. It comes and goes. It's very extreme. Well, Chuck's dad at one point dies. Dies, yeah. Which, not exactly at his hand, but not, not you know, <laughs> he didn't save him. He does a surprise bitch. I, See, yeah. You thought you saw the last of uh, I'm trying to think what else. Like, I feel like there's so much that happens, but. um. Oh, you know what? Growing up is kind of realizing Rufus and Lily have a really cute storyline and deserve more. They do. I, I really wanted them to be together, but I realized that they probably didn't do that because Dan and Serena are like going to be together. Like they wrote them to be, True. you know, which I guess would be a little weird. Like, because they kind of do get together and then it's like weird and incestuous a little bit. Yeah. I mean, they're not technically related or anything, but it's just the idea. I think just. Yeah. And they also have the Serena and Chuck being stepbrother and sister oh yeah they can't do it twice confused me yeah yeah that's oh oh yeah is that why she had a thing with his father wait wait a minute wait lily got with bart bass they married and then bart bass never had children no but that's why um in like season one chuck is in serena's room yeah they're staying in the hotel but that wait but they were already step brother and sister before yeah somehow somehow but then they divorced i don't know lily has a very where's the show with kelly rutherford yeah as lily because we Isn't need she like basically serena but older you know for sure kelly rutherford is a baddie yeah she's cool yeah i liked her character like i feel like you realize that she's actually pretty cool like the more you learn about her characters also she's on to dan from jump street she's basically like you're a sneaky brown noser with a hidden agenda. Yeah, basically. Like Miss Ungermeyer. Yeah. yeah. She calls it. Yeah. I don't know. I'm trying to think what else. Um, oh, I guess like Jenny, her storyline is kind of interesting. How she kind of transforms. She's like the sweet little girl. And then she becomes like, I don't know. Actually pretty cool. Like Little Jay. Little Jay. Yeah, she becomes a badass. I love when she ends up leaving like Blair's. Blair's mom has like a what like a fashion house or like yes she's a like a big fashion designer yeah like a <laughs> like a diane von furstenberg tory birch adjacent yeah and she like interns with her and then ends up going her own way because she doesn't like i don't know they just kind of butt heads i guess and i love that episode yeah where little jay people it's very div- divisive People either love like Little Jay's turn to the dark side or not. I love it. I do too. Oh my gosh. I love that episode where she basically tells Eleanor Waldorf to fuck off with her designs. Yeah. And then she goes to like 
the fashion kids' houses and poses for like some probably MySpace pics with like just a black bra on. Mm-hmm. And Nate comes in and is like, oh no, you're a little child. But I was like, get it, girl. Yeah. I mean, I just love that she d- just does her own thing and then her her dress that she designs gets noticed mm-hmm. like in a magazine because like a model was wearing it at an event. Like that kind of like, she's just like on the pulse. You know what I mean? Yeah, like she's truly cool. Yeah. Which definitely goes kind of with the funny thing is about gossip girl is this is the last like cast of tv stars i know we have euphoria now but with the internet and social media age fame is just different yeah but everyone in this cast in the late 2000s early 2010s was huge Mm. and they were having all like singing careers like leighton leighton meester who deserved more Love her pop career mm-hmm. and her more folksy stuff. I think she's really she has good. Folksy stuff. She does. Th- there's an album called Heartstrings that she did in like 2014. That's you would really like it. Whoa. Okay, I have to check that out. But yeah, no, I'm a Leighton Meester pop career stan. But on l- the tip of Little J, mm-hmm. so Taylor Mumson, who who was like we know from Cindy Lou Who. Yeah, I know. That's where my first thought was when she popped. I'm like, wait, Cindy Lou Who. Oh, yeah. Because she kind of looks the same. Like, she looks like a little child, but like a tall child. Where are you, Christmas? I'm Jenny Humphrey. Yeah. <laughs> That's what she says. First episode. Basically. She yeah. does sing, though, a good choir rendition of Glamour. <laughs> that was also wild. I, lo- I live for that. That scene is... It's great. Yeah. And it shows all the characters where it's just like, G-L. Yeah, it's like, like Dan. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but so Taylor Mumson, from my understanding, kind of was tired of the child star just acting of it all Mm -hmm. and was really getting into her music with the Pretty Reckless. Mm. So Little J to the dark side, especially style wise, was kind of an amalgamation of Taylor Mumson's personal style and like whatever storyline the creators could weave before she inevitably quit the show. I remember Taylor Momsen was like, I, I remember like when I think of her, I don't really think of Cindy Lou Who. Mm-hmm. Like, I forget that's her because I associate her with having that heavy eyeliner because I remember that was such a big part of her image. Um, And it makes sense when Lil J like turns to the dark side because before that, it's kind of weird. You're like, whoa, who is this person? She's yeah. cute, but like, you know without that eyeliner and all the black that she wears it's like it's very stark contrast for sure it was a cultural shift i don't did you listen to the pretty reckless at the time i did not i I was just like aware of her like i i feel like i saw her a lot in magazines and be like who is this girl who is this girl like i remember like i don't know teen vogue or 17 like wherever she'd be on like the cover and there'd be like articles i'd be like she seems really interesting but i didn't really like you know get into it yeah no i at the time i I loved her look her look it was such a cultural shift though the make me want to die music video when it dropped um she has her signature like look Mm -hmm. taylor mumpson look but she's taking off clothing as she's walking down a hallway oh and she's very similar to our age so she would have been like 16 maybe at the time whoa so it that's was, like when her career was beginning. She's only 16. 
No, well, well, she was probably like 14 when Gossip Girl started, but Make Me Want to Die music video was like 16, maybe 17. Mm. But it was around the same age as like Miley Cyrus on the ice cream pole singing party in the USA. Gotcha. So, you know, it, it was that time to be like, ooh, but Taylor Robinson seemed different and she's still rocking yeah, that look. I love it. Singing with the Pretty Reckless. Good for her. I mean... Yeah, I love to see it. Justice for Little J. <laughs> Justice for Little J, yeah. I like Little J. Same. I also love that that message. Like she's the only one I think to me that had real growth mm. where she like started off trying to fit in with the Blairs and the Serenas and everyone mm-hmm. at Constance Billard and then she was just like, forget this. Um Yeah. Didn't she say it wasn't really worth it too in the end, basically like yeah yeah she does go, her character does go through a lot i feel like yeah a lot of these characters are just they are who they are for sure so i like that i like that growth yeah so thank you taylor Momsen, for quitting the show because yeah yeah it gave us a good little moral storyline <laughs> yeah we needed a good moral storyline uh what about Georgina? Oh we didn't even talk gosh. about her she is why like she is like the most chaotic like Chaotic evil, I guess. The, the true villain. The true villain. She had Dan thinking that a baby was his. That's on him, though. He's <laughs> foolish. Yeah, that, honestly, yeah. Like, why would you? <laughs> why would you tap that ass? Yes. Everyone's also like, don't trust Georgina. And he's like, I don't know. I think I can trust Georgina. But Didn't she lied and say her name was like Rachel or some random, I don't know, Sarah. I don't know. Yes. Something just a plain Jane. Yes, yes. I I, I kind of like it. I like Georgina's audacity. Yeah. She has a lot of audacity. Like when she like signs up to be roommates with Blair. Like she does a lot of things behind people's backs. And I mean, she like roofies Serena. Yeah, she does. Uh, the first like time they, like she sees her. she Yeah, she's like, you've changed. We're just going to have Diet Cokes. And then she totally refused her. So. Red flag. If you ever black out having a Diet Coke with a friend, they're not your friend. <laughs> wait. <laughs> <laughs> hey, wait. <laughs> what? No, I'm just <laughs> I know we drink a lot of Diet Coke. Oh. That was that was so wild though. Like I remember being in disbelief. Like I remember watching that episode a while ago, but not really fully in it and then realizing what actually happened is like like who does that like lock her up lock yes lock georgina up she needs to be put away needs to be stopped yeah yeah i mean i like serena in the hospital like that georgina is the one that needs to be in the the psych ward truly she's so chaotic yeah but i don't know i kind of like it yeah no, I'm, I mean, she's she definitely adds something to the series. She's a little spicy. Yeah. Oh, so we we briefly discussed, you know, how the cast, like this show was such a cultural phenomenon, like mm-hmm. we said, but the cast was huge. And we can't really say like a lot of the actors now are big, except Blake Lively. Mm. But at the time, it, it was definitely. So Gossip Girl is kind of like 
Perez Hilton was back in the day. Yeah. Like a Dumois now. Yeah, definitely. But, you know, it was funny seeing in real time Gossip Girl on the show being this Perez Hilton like blog Mm -hmm. talking about these Upper East Side school kids like they were celebrities. But then also watching Gossip Girl and then going on your computer to Perez Hilton. Uh huh. And reading about like Blake Lively and Penn Badgley dating in real life. And, uh, is you know, that what you did? Like, yeah. Did you read per- yeah. 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 A little bit. Yeah. A little bit of Perez Hilton, a little bit of Just Jared. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. What was Just Jared? I think it was more for like teen stars. Oh, okay. It was that. I feel like if you wanted to get the hot goss on Disney people, you'd go to Ocean Up back oh. in the day. Nikki, you know all the sites. Look at you. I don't, I'm not proud of it, but I know. Just call me a lonely boy. XOXO. But I feel like in the late 2000s to be into celebrity culture. That's what you did. It was. If you were a girl who liked to watch E and like keeping up with the Kardashians. Yeah. Hop on your MySpace. You know. I definitely read some E or would watch E and Perez Holton for sure. Yeah. It would be on TV as well. Yeah. Yep. Hear the Joel McHale on the soup uh-huh. talk about Gossip Girl. <laughs> Did he really? Probably. I I think he, I think so. I think he's done. I think there's like a recap one that's pretty funny. If I find it, I'll show it to you. Ooh. But but yeah. So there was the blog of it all. Mm-hmm. But then the cast becoming instant stars. Mm-hmm. So so yeah. Um, from the oral history. Uh, and Vanny. Verity Ferris oral history. It says, look, the show that we're on, it's what it wants us to be celebrities. It's trying to launch us into the media like a project, said Penn Badgley, you know, like a social experiment. Um, And the article goes on to say, here's the experiment. Take a gaggle of sexy, smart young actors and move them en masse to New York City. Give them money, freedom, party invites, free clothes and everything else a 20 something could want. Then see how long it takes for them to become tabloid stars. It's a natural progression from the Hills reality model, getting fans interested in what the actors are up to, both on screen and off. Mm-hmm. So, genius. Masterminds. Yeah. Which I know at the time, Chase Crawford and I want to say Chuck Bass, Ed Westwick in real life, they were roommates. Oh, yeah. They have cute like friendship in the show. Like they have like friendship chemistry, whatever that. Yeah. They do. Yeah. And they would party with Leighton Meester, which I would, I'd love to be a fly on the wall. Apparently, I think it's in the oral history, but one of the articles talks about how the interviewer was with them and they were partying and Leighton Meester was dating Sebastian Stan, who also co-starred on Gossip Girl at the time and was like loose-lipped about it and was like, I need to get better at being a little more media trained. And they were talking about, like, Ed Westwick was like, do you know Albert Hammond Jr. came up to me and says he likes the show? Like, I love the strokes. Oh, my gosh. And that's just, cool. Yeah. That would be fun. Yeah. Just to be a fly on the wall. Yeah. Just party with them. Yeah. It'd be cool. Yeah. I've seen those pics. <laughs> I've seen those uh, pictures of them partying back in the day. Yeah. It'd probably be not quite as drama filled as the show either, you know? Or more. Or more. Yeah. I don't know. One can hope. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, I guess Serena 
or I want to call her Serena, but Blake Lively and Leighton Meester didn't really get along. Oh. But Leighton Meester got along with everyone else and Blake Lively and Penn Badgley dated. Huh. So those moments where they're like bitching towards each other might be real? <laughs> Maybe. I don't know. Oh. But would you ever, like, what do you think about, like, would you ever date a co-star? I don't know. I've never co-starred. <laughs> and, you know, it feels like it would be messy, just like any, like, work situation. Like, probably not. But, you know, it could have, you know, who knows if I was, like, Leighton Meester or Blake Lively or I'm trying to think of some examples. Like, I mean, I know people do. Like, it happens. I guess you're in these characters and it probably breaks you out of this probably breaks the ice and you know what i mean like you kind of have to yeah. be vulnerable to a degree and then you're like oh let me get to know this person for real and you spend a lot of time together spend a lot of time sometimes you're gonna have to like kiss them or something if yeah. you don't know you know what i mean like it could if there's like a romance already written into the story something could naturally develop I don't know. yeah and possibly I mean, being an actor is also hurrying up and waiting that's the name of the game so if you have a lot of time to wait right you're just sitting on set waiting mm-hmm. yeah i mean would you well, well, you've acted. I have. Uh, yeah, yeah, bef- <laughs> yeah. Before this podcast, I I was a professional actor. Yeah. Um, not to this degree, but you know. Yeah. Just wasn't given that lot in life. But I was a working not actor. Yet. You never know. <laughs> yes, and um, yeah, I have, and it was the most awesome thrilling experience also messy mm-hmm. but like in retrospect i'm like oh yeah that was pretty cool <laughs> so no regrets no regrets it was a little messy but i don't know i understand there's this spending a lot of time with people really does add that element mm-hmm. so i can't imagine for for them where it's like you know you know, Ed Westwick and Chase Crawford living together. Yeah. Reaching this level of fame from really obscurity or, you know, not really being known and having like girls chase you down the street. Yeah. Yeah. Or like a Leighton Meester who had like a really rough childhood and like was like a teen model. And, you know, I don't know. Just being. Can't fault him for it. Yeah, I mean, also when you're 20 something, you want to like hook up with everyone. Yeah. Yeah. It helps the chemistry of the show as well. It does. I, I think like that chemistry early season, Dan and Serena, is so palpable because they were a real life couple. Like yeah. if they didn't when they have hold that, hands, like you're like, woo, you can like see the sparks flying. Yeah. 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 I feel like sometimes it hurts like seeing that on screen. People that are couples in real life sometimes it's almost off-putting because they they act different towards each other than, you know, if you just had chemistry with someone that you're, like, attracted to but nothing ever happened. Sometimes that's better on screen. Yeah. But with Penn Badgley and Blake Lively, I think. It works. I think it just works. Yeah. I also think it's wild that during this time Blake Lively dated Leo DiCaprio. That I don't understand. Yeah, that's wild to me. I still forget that she's like married to Ryan Reynolds. Right? It's so random to me. Like, I don't see them in the same. Like, I, they're both actors, but in my mind, he's like strictly like, uh, what, what's the guy? Um, Deadpool? Deadpool. 
To me, Ryan Reynolds is always with Alanis Morissette. I know they were married back in the day. Were they? Yeah, but mentally, they're still married to me. Whoa. It's like mentally, Ryan Gosling and Sandra Bullock are together, even though they only briefly dated. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I get it. Yeah. The alternate universe. Yeah. Also, Leo DiCaprio is with Giselle Bündchen. I just can't explain it. And so is Tom Brady. That's Uh how my mind works. (laughs) It makes sense to me. We were kind of talking about the blog of it all. What are your thoughts on that element of the show? Because Gossip Girl is really like Blackberry uh-huh. blog web 2.0 heavy. It is. Um, I love it. Like I I say bring back the blog. Um, I miss it. Yeah. I, I always had a dream of having a blog. You should get get a sub, create a sub stack. Yeah. I feel like no one cares about blogs anymore. I'm like, no one's going to look like, I don't know, but maybe... Like, I do feel like we were, like, when this show happened was probably a golden age of blogs, Mm -hmm. you know. Um, It's just the cool thing to do. And it's like that meme, like, it's like life is hard because I didn't create a YouTube channel in 2012. Yeah, that's how I feel about blogging. Like, I'm like, oh, man, I should have jumped on that blog. (laughs) True. Yeah. Yeah. But I don't know. What would I have blogged about? Anything. I, I feel like, you know, especially like. I don't know, like the Tavi Gavinsons who was in the reboot of Gossip Girl of the world or like a man repeller yeah. or whatever. They all just started. Even like Emily Weiss just really started with just a little WordPress. Oh, okay. Yeah. I'll think about it. I mean, <laughs> also, the, granted, this was like 2008. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The, the, the internet's a little more cynical nowadays, I think. It is, yeah. I feel like it is. I don't know. It's that bad. I like to live in this Gossip Girl world where it's not so cynical and it's it's more fun. I don't know. Getting the gossip alerts through your texts. That's yeah. the move. I, I wish. Is that like SMS? Yes. Basically, yes. that's what that, that means. Yes. Also, can you imagine like sending in tips on your flip phone? Yeah. It's trouble. I never really, you know, my our age of like getting cell phones mm-hmm. i'm very thankful that quickly it was blackberries that were the in thing because i don't think i could like sit there on a flip phone and just be like you don't know what is it a b c yeah mm-hmm. i remember having a flip phone and then upgrading to like a slider uh and it i don't know it was life-changing <laughs> i went on facebook and it was like it was it's so crazy how tiny the screens were but you would go to full websites and they were just like code and like some picture like it was like way different and i don't know but i i loved it that's how i got my updates same oh my god i felt so nostalgic watching gossip girl and like because i remember on my blackberry it it had a larger screen in a lot of ways yeah but you could kind of scroll with the little thing in the middle yes just, I miss my BlackBerry every day. I know. Sometimes I consider just getting rid of this <laughs> iPhone and I don't know. Maybe, I, I feel like a flip phone might be too far though because you do have to press all the buttons just to get to one letter. Like that's too much. It is. Do they still do that or are the flip phones now like also touch? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know if I could actually go back though. I don't think I could. I love my iPhone. I mean, I would go back if like they wanted to re- reinvent the blackberry i think i would yeah consider it consider just for would you start a blog would you blog with it yeah i'd make life really hard for myself (laughs) and i would just start to blog on my blog i think that's genius 
I'd be like XOXO gossip girl and everything's spelt wrong because my like fingers probably have grown because of my like iPhone texting. Yeah. I don't know. I feel like my fingers get fatter every day. Just, I don't know, working out the muscles. (laughs) Yeah. But um, there's this quote from Kristen Bell who voiced Gossip Girl. She said, Schwartz and Savage were spearheading. What if the internet is just a place to judge people? Mm. What if that's what it's turning into? And they turned Whoa. out to be Nostradamus. Whoa. Um, Schwartz also said, phones get updated, but the inner life of teenagers and the things that they struggle with are pretty timeless, regardless of what device they're on. That's true. Very true. Yeah. That makes I, sense. I mean, well, shoot. Dumois is very popular. Yeah. And I feel like Dumois is equivalent to like Gossip Girl, probably. Except they, less focused on just one it girl because there's so many. Yeah. Maybe how they treat is Serena Vanderwood's in in real life Dumois land like Taylor Swift. Oh, yeah, maybe. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. But that's crazy how 15 years later, there is an actual site that's like Gossip Girl where they get in tips just like Gossip Girl. Just, yeah, it is wild. Yeah, because they're like anonymous tips and stuff. Yeah. They predicted. <laughs> they really did. Josh Schwartz was like, he started getting that so Raven style visions on the set of the OC. Mm-hmm. They were like burning up, like uh, Misha Barton's, what's her name? Marissa Cooper mm-hmm. in that accident. Yeah, they did say they wrapped that. Like, that show was about four seasons, and they just ended it quick to move on to Gossip Girl because he had his, his That's a Raven vision, I think. Yeah. What happened there? He was an Ostradamus. <laughs> Those are facts. Yes. Uh, no, I just think that's wild. And I think at the time I remember it vaguely being like, oh, this is cool because everyone has MySpaces and like Press Hilton's a thing and like Web 2.0 blogging. But now watching it, it's so much truer, oddly, mm-hmm. where I'm like, yeah, this could happen. This probably does happen, mm-hmm. which is crazy. And I hope that whoever it happens to has good storylines like Gossip Girl. <laughs> yeah, I hope they have good storylines. <laughs> I hope they bounce back. But yeah, no, it's like anyone or anything can be kind of subject for that now. Which yeah. True. Just, just on the internet in general. They don't have to be on Dumois. Yeah. No, on TikTok. Yeah. You know, people are well, people are wilding on TikTok are sometimes. Are they really? Sometimes. <laughs> I haven't been on TikTok in a while. I mean, you know, I think nowadays with social media, it's a little more of, of like that storyline of Serena being like, I will be nothing without Gossip Girl. Like, oh. I need it to kind of feed me. Yeah. Like, I feel like we all are Serena. Mm-hmm. Like, we're feeding the monster. Yes. And the monster's feeding us. We need this monster. We, and we do need this monster to thrive. I think, yeah. like, everyone that's on TikTok, they want the attention. They want the audience. Mm-hmm. But then, you know, advertisers, the viewers, to have something to to ponder, to simmer on, to watch, to People also need to, to consume. Yeah. Just like the people have to consume the Gossip Girl. Because it is like, why do we... Why is everyone interested in Gossip Girl? Like, you know... Because I, they probably... Like, Blair's minions probably also want to be on Gossip Girl. Mm-hmm. But they're also... 
feeding Gossip Girl. You know, like they're on the outside and they're on the inside, if that makes any yeah. sense. Yeah, they want to be more on the inside, though, but they're... Or like sometimes they're on the outside. Most yeah. times they're on the outside. They're just waiting to be, like their moment. Because there is potential for them to be in a storyline or to yeah. be in, a, in is, an honest tip. That is everyone right now. That's what you're saying. Yeah. That's us. <laughs> That's the world we live in. We didn't make the rules. No. Josh Schwartz did. We, truly. Josh Schwartz just invented life. <laughs> <laughs> he snapped his fingers. He was like, oh. I can't snap. Yeah. Oh Snaps for that. Um, Anything else before we wrap this up with some fashion? I know. I feel like that was like a bit of a dark make maybe. No, did I really make it dark? No, maybe not. But I just... <laughs> I don't know. Now I'm thinking about TikTok. And I'm like, why do I TikTok? But hey, we're feeding the beast. Yeah, we're feeding the beast. Hoping to get fed. Okay, that's where it's dark. Yeah. Oh, just stare at the Anyways, fashion. Fashion. <laughs> oh, oh. Yeah, what about the fashion? Like, what, are, what, <laughs> what is fashion? <laughs> no, I'm just being like existential. Just like staring. I'm just like... I'm like Serena now. I'm like, oh man, what would I be without social media? Oh, do I even exist? Truly. Oh, yeah, you do. Yeah, but you know, if you get too far off the the map, you end up like Nate, <laughs> right? With nothing. With nothing. <laughs> Maybe if he gave Gossip Girl for some better storyline. Yeah, that's true. He did like once, didn't he? Like, yeah, give her one tip once or something. I don't know. Yeah, like one time. That's I not enough. feel like if Nate wasn't so nice to Dan, yeah, maybe he'd get it better. <laughs> oh, poor Nate. Poor Justice Nate. for Nate. Right? Um, yeah, the fashion in this show is great. <laughs> Did you want to talk about our favorite looks? Or? Yes. Okay. I really love, like, all the... Is it... Okay. <laughs> I need help saying this. Is it Hervé Ledger? Hervé Leger. Close, Hervé Lachey. Oh, okay. Thanks. Those, uh, those <laughs> bandage like, dresses? <laughs> those bandage dresses, yes. Bodycon bandage dresses? I love the bandage dresses. Yeah. Yeah. Um, they're very just 2010 in my brain, and I have a fondness for them. I remember, like, probably in, like, 2012, 2011, I got my first bandage dress. It wasn't Hervé Lachey, but... You know, it was like Forever 21. Yeah. And I just was feeling my oats. And I just was like, oh, I'll be able to wear this out to the clubs. When did I'm, you? When I reached that point. No, because bandage dresses were not in style. And you did. What did you like? Get rid of it? Yeah. Oh, but man. Yeah, it was it was Forever 21. But yeah. I do remember them having a moment, though. Truly. And then I was like, oh, you know, one day when I'm like able to go to the clubs, I'll wear it. And then I think they're sexy. I don't really understand they went away a good body con dress is where it's at agreed yeah um blair waldorf's headbands i feel like she can really rock a headband um also she can really rock like a a pea coat oh yeah and a beret like sometimes randomly she'll wear a beret and i'm like oh okay that works she's the only one i speaking of tiktok style I have seen so many like red tights in the past month where it just reminds me of Blair Waldorf and I love it. 
I do love like a colored tight situation, like just a solid color. Yes. Yeah. You don't see that a lot. Yeah. It's making a comeback and I'm very, very pleased. It's kind of 60s vibes. It is. It is. Uh, you know, I, Serena is very boho chic. Yes. Um, very free people. Mm-hmm. Um, or like a rag and bone, you know, that like. Oh, yeah. I know what you're talking about. I'm just trying to think about like what, you know, designers would be around like 2008, 2009. But Blair Waldorf is very much the preppier side. Mm-hmm. However, Blake Lively can totally wear a schoolgirl outfit. Like nobody's business. Yes. I I love a schoolgirl uniform just in pop culture in general. Um, You know, whether it's like Britney Spears, Baby One More Time, or like, you know, nowadays with like Tom Brown. Mm. I just, I love to see. No, it's fun. See it. I love the knee-high socks too. Yes. And some Argyle. Yes, yeah. I and I love how Serena is like the undone tie, mm-hmm. the shortest skirt, the knee highs, and like a leather jacket. It is very cool, very very cool. And yeah. I love the opposite, just Blair. Yeah, they're kind of like the opposite. I like. Yeah, she has. Um, I don't want to say she's all buttoned up. It's it's not exactly. It's not like a stuffy look or anything. Mm-hmm. It just looks like chic. Yeah. And put together. Very put together. Yeah. Very, I feel like there's an element to her that's very like Kate Spade. Yes. Especially with the color popping that she mm-hmm. does. Yeah. She could just pop into one of those like print ads. Definitely. But, oh my God. And also Blair, like later season, I believe it's a red. Well, it's red, but I believe it's a Valentino gown. Mm-hmm. So good. I love their their gown moments. Same. Is that the one where she's in Paris? Or Yes. Okay. Yeah. Anytime they go to Paris, too. Like, seeing those paparazzi photos of Leighton Meester and Blake Lively in one of the Paris shots where, speaking of, like, a bodycon dress, it's like Blake Lively's wearing the bodycon dress with, like, this cagey look over it. Mm-hmm. And, like, probably a fedora. Yeah, but <laughs> those fedoras. They're always great when they go to Paris. Yeah. Um Oh, I love Blair's confession outfit. Like after after she sleeps with Chuck, like the next day she goes to church and confesses. I don't know. It's like all black. She has like one of those like nets, like those those hats with an, like almost like something you'd wear to a funeral, but it's like really <laughs> fabulous looking and she, it's like a black ruffled top. Yes. You know what I'm talking about? And like a tight kind of like a, oh, what do you call those skirts? It's not like a, it looks like a business skirt. Like a pencil skirt. Like a pencil skirt. Yeah. 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 I don't know. She's a classy little girl. She is. Yeah. I feel like her style is very mature for her age. Very much so. But I love the headbands do add like a childish flair and like a, a little bit of whimsy to it. Yeah. Or like when she does like a, like that Kelly Green like coat moment. I love the Kelly Green coat. Yeah. Um, speaking of Blair. I am obsessed to this day with, well, all of Blair's pilot looks. Mm. Like, and I don't know if this one's exactly the pilot, but I love the thin yellow headband mm-hmm. on Blair. Like, that one seems perfect to me. But also the party dress she wears in the pilot, which is, like, lace with the black headband and the tights. Yes, it is super cute. It's, it's still to this day what I want to emulate the most out of, out of anyone on the show. Yeah. Maybe Little Jay. 
I love Lil J's <laughs> style too. But the costume designer Eric Demon said that it was very clear from the beginning that we wanted to editorialize television and give it this high fashion, intentional flair. We talked about how the show, on one hand, is telling this fictional story about these characters, but it's also kind of working as a lifestyle magazine. Mm. And he also said a lot of magazines would call and want to do interviews on how to get the Serena look. It was like the Rachel look. The 2008 New York Times story noted, merchants, designers, and trend consultants say that Gossip Girl is one of the biggest influences on how young women spend, with the Bloomingdale's fashion director explaining that the show had a profound influence on retail. Wow. Um, Damon also says, when we came back with season two, so many designers were lining up and wanting to be a part of it. They wanted their stuff on either Blake or Layton. Whoa. It's very Gossip Girl. Like, that's very on trend with just i feel like the show as well art imitating life yes. imitating art it makes sense though i mean the cast was so popular the, the show i mean the show was popular yeah you might as well just if you're a designer of course you'd want your work on there you know yeah if this is what like all the teens and all the young adults want and what are they watching what are they gravitating towards you want to you want to have your like hand in the I want to say hand in the pie. That's a different. So my analogies are getting twisted. Hand in the, in the pot. pot. Yeah. A piece of the pie. A piece of the pie. Hand in the pot. Yeah. Yeah. So are you a Blair Serena style wise? Style wise? Style wise, I feel like I'd probably be more Serena. But I can appreciate Blair's. Look. I just don't think I'm that put together, you know? <laughs> and I feel like the boho look speaks to me more but but i i I low-key wish i could be like blair and be as put together yeah how about you uh i mean i know you're gonna be like blair well yeah uh, but what i mean i mean i feel like or do you feel like a mix sometimes i feel like a mix i feel like i would never wear a lot of what Blair wears. Mm-hmm. But then she'll have these outfits that are very... Like the black mm-hmm. lace with the black tights. Yeah. Like that type of moment. You have some good coats as well. Like I yeah. feel like they're like your outerwear... For sure. ...styles a little more Blair, maybe? I think so. I also think I've never... We don't really see Serena in a lot of outerwear. No. <laughs> Besides a leather moto like a, jacket. Like, yeah, I was going to say moto jackets. But what if maybe some little J? I think you got some little J in there. I would think so. I would say I'm more of a little J or like a Georgina. Yeah, that makes sense. Actually, same like Georgina style. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes I feel like Dan. <laughs> yeah. You know. In a good way. Yeah. Well, it would be crazy if one of us was like Chuck. <laughs> no one can be on that level of like those no. suits that he wears. Like so good. I feel like that's like the same with like a Blair. Maybe that's why they're. They're together because their style's a little unattainable. Like the constant spiller uniforms, I could never be as put together as Blair. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, or Chuck. Yeah, they're way too put together, especially <laughs> for their age. It's insane. I don't know. I try to wear matching socks. Yeah, it's right now my socks don't match. <laughs> <laughs> I do love a good pair of shoes, so maybe a little. Track. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Next episode, you'll just see me with like the <laughs> raccoon eyes. Which is how I looked in high school, so. Yeah, bring it back. Bring it back. I feel like I dressed like Georgina a lot in high school. With maybe elements of Serena. Yeah. 
those scarves mm-hmm. i think that's the thing that separates me from you scarves and me from gossip girl in general me wearing scarves yeah. yeah i feel like you could wear like a gingham scarf and i would not hmm. or you would rock a fedora i <laughs> sh- cannot even then i was like no yeah but i it, love all of them yeah also you, have I, you ever worn a fedora not in my entire life like you've never just tried one on for funsies or like no nope. clears or nope and no one's ever stuck it on me to? nope okay and not even a justice no one stuck a fedora on me and no one will next time i go shopping <laughs> i know what i'm doing you have to find one first <laughs> it won't be too hard it's my new mission in life now <laughs> you just have like binoculars looking for fedoras <laughs> yeah that was really funny though you're like so anti-fedora yeah unless you are ryan evans in high school musical yeah you do not get to wear a fedora. The only person that can get away with that. Yes. So that LBD, that lace LBD I was talking about being, at, I'm going to say seminal. Take yeah. a drink every time I say that. <laughs> that seminal outfit of Blair Waldorf's. It was Anna Sui. Oh, really? Yep. It was Anna Sui. Wow. It's always Anna Sui. Always goes back to Anna Sui. I feel like she's behind so many things like that we love and just, I never know. Same. I, I you know... I definitely think about her when I think about 90s, especially 90s, but I guess 2000 style as well. But I never assume it's Anna Sui until mm-hmm. it's like right in my face. And I'm like, oh, it's my girl. Back to Blair Waldorf style. I also love it's in season one, episode 13, the thin line between Chuck and Nate mm. <laughs> on the title. Um, it's an Alana Hill coat and it's. I don't know what this material is. It's not tweed, but it's like a crimson red and she's wearing a headband to match and a little like gold studded like bow tie. Oh, I want to see. Oh, yeah, that's really cute. Oh, I love the jacket. But yeah, how would you describe that? It's not tweed, but it's wild. Yeah, it's. It's that same material that we tried to talk about the last time on the, our last like, episode. It's like it's boucle. tweet adjacent. Um, Is it boucle? Possibly. Oh, my God. With the little black buttons, the velvet buttons. It's great. I don't know. I, I really like the jacket a lot. The bow tie is interesting. I I, I don't know. It's it's very interesting. It's funky. It's It's funky, but I like it. Yeah. yeah. I still am confused about what fabric that is, but I like what I like is the uh, like the jacket has like um, I mean it's like it's like fitted and it has like got these lines, but it looks it just it looks really good. It's like cinched. Yes, yeah, she looks snatched. She does. Because Blair Waldorf's always snatched. And I like that her headband. It is kind of a little more loosey goosey. It's it is like her version of boho, I suppose. Yeah, it's her her being. Like a little more fashion. Yeah. Did, oh, I, oh, go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say, I love when anyone's, like anytime anyone's wearing tights with Mary Janes. Yes. It's just a vibe. I love a good Mary Jane. Yeah. Like, or what are, What do you call those? Like, they were really popular in the late 2000s. They were like saddle shoes, but with heels. Yeah. Like a, a platform and heels, but they looked like saddle shoes. Yeah. What are those called? With some tights? Mm-hmm. That was very gossip girl yeah i feel like nowadays i do see a lot of things where i can't 
pinpoint another reference. I'm just like, it's Gossip Girl fashion. It's Gossip Girl. Yeah. The show was really influential. I mean, can't be denied. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, I don't know what else to say. And now I feel like full steam. I don't know. <laughs> Dan's Gossip Girl. Um, fashion. Mm-hmm. The impact. <laughs> the impact. <laughs> Gossip Girl knew the impact. Are we just going to wrap this up really fast? Like the series? Or yes. Just like, and then, oh. Yeah, it knew the impact. It knew the vibes. It knew the vibes. Yeah. And the girlies love the vibes. The girlies love the vibes. Yeah. Um. Also love the Blair Waldorf, Audrey Hepburn moments. Yeah, there are a lot of references to Audrey Hepburn. Yeah, which are like my fantasies, especially when she's yelling for Kat, like in the breakfast at Tiffany's. Oh, yeah. 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 It's cute. It's very, very cute. I love that. Yeah. I'm trying to think what else. Other takeaways. Um. What are your (laughs) thoughts on, really quick, I know some... Some of the stars are very, very appreciative of Gossip Girl, but a lot of the cast seems a little ambivalent to uninterested in Gossip Girl. What? Why? I don't know. I mean, I think they thought of it as like fluff TV. Like, you know, the CW doesn't have the best reputation. It is like a soap opera of sorts. Yeah. But I feel like it was influential, though. And there's enough season. Like, I feel like it definitely made an impact. For sure. I... I don't know. I, I wonder what it's going to be like in a couple more years, maybe when we reach 20 years. I was going to say they rebooted it, too. It had to mean something to people. So, like, it's odd to me that the cast wouldn't, would I don't know, or some of the cast would be, like, uninterested. Like, what are they just like, oh, that's just a project I did, whatever. Yeah. Is it Chase Sexy Crawford? <laughs> it was Chase Sexy Crawford did make a comment where he he said that he didn't really mind the fame at the time, but that now it seems a bit crazy mm. um but you know chase sexy crawford is not only sexy but he's a humble man yeah so he hasn't really said it it's more of penn badgley oh what has he said then you know he's just he denied to do the vanity or declined to do the vanity fair oral history to oh. talk about it really and maybe he left a gossip girl no i'm just kidding maybe not the vanity fair oral history he declined something um he has been like that was more trashy tv oh and blake lively understandably is like it's just a role that i did i'm nothing like serena yeah that makes sense i mean i feel like blake lively has done a lot like i I think she's acted like she's been in movies like she did we saw her in that one movie i forgot what it was with a roommate or something that she had and a simple simple favor yeah i wanted to say flavor but aren't they in a martini (laughs) glass in the bubble poster (laughs) yeah I think so. A simple, is it a simple flavor? Favor. Simple favor. Flavor. <laughs> yeah, I think it's, I think it's favor. I'm also flavor yeah. though. No, but she's huge and speaking of Taylor Swift, they're besties. So. Oh, yeah. Cool. I always think of Sister of the Traveling Pants, which I, isn't how I, how she got Serena in the first place, but. Right. That was before. She's really good in that movie. Yes. She's charming. She plays a very Serena character, too. She does. Yeah. Yeah. And I love seeing Penn Badgley in things. Like, I love that he has, like, a really successful TV show with you and a successful podcaster. But would he without Gossip Girl? I know. You know what I'm saying? He was an easy A. Oh, yeah. It's a good show. Or a good movie. Yeah. 
Have you seen Easy A? Not yet. <gasps> I know. Oh, well, I don't know what to say about that. I mean, it, it seems like a lot of people got their start with. You'd think they'd be more fond of it. Yeah, you'd think. Matter of maybe, maybe give it time. Yeah, give it time. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm fond of this show. Me too. I think. I think everyone that loves the fashion, which is really big now, should definitely revisit Gossip Girl, For like sure. the show. Yeah, fashion's such a big element in the show. But you'll get hooked on those crazy storylines. Yeah, you definitely will. Yeah. If that first episode doesn't get you, I don't know what will. I mean, truly, it's going to have a renaissance because the fashion is big right now. Mm -hmm. Really gossip girl core is like fall fashion and winter fashion of 2023. I was going to say the show does make me think of fall as well. Yes. Have a holiday Christmas. Yes. Um, but also, have you noticed trending sounds on TikTok, like trending audio? It's been like basically every single song from the pilot. Really? Yeah. So. Get to live that Gossip Girl fantasy. So yeah, I think. Create some TikToks and feed the beast and. (laughs) This show continues to feed the beast. Yeah. And be fed. For sure. I'm just thinking about young folks now. Like that song, I I can't get it out of my head. Like I've I've listened to that song so many times without watching Gossip Girl, but now that I've watched Gossip Girl, I can't get the pilot like scene out of my head. Like every time I hear young folks, I just see like the city and Serene on the train. It's just ingrained in my brain now. It's for lack of a better word, iconic. Yeah. Yeah. So any other any final thoughts, Bray? Final thoughts. Um I feel like the show is definitely something I'd go back to. Like, it's it's kind of like comfort TV because it's, it's, it's cozy, but it's drama-filled, you know? Um, I don't know. I, I just, I think it's a fun show to just marathon and watch just, you know. It is. From front to back, just, yeah. It's like definitely in the rotation. Like you do a Sex in the City rewatch as you do your Gilmore Girl rewatch. Yeah. Throw in Gossip Girl. It's a different flavor, you know, if you like Gilmore Girls, if you're really cozy and just you just want some warmth. And then Gossip Girls like, oh, you're kind of bored, too. You need some drama, but you also want to feel cozy. Yes. You want to feel like you're in the city. You want to feel like you're in the 2000s. Yeah. I don't know. I just feel like it's. I don't know how to describe it. Like, um, hmm. It's, I don't, it's it, it definitely like, I'm a person where it's really hard for me to get into things. Yeah. It says someone that has like a pop culture movie <laughs> podcast. No, I know what you mean though. Like, it has to be a special thing. Like, I think in recent years, like White Lotus has really got me. Or Big Little Lies yes. a couple years ago, or Little Fires Everywhere. Mm-hmm. Gossip Girl kind of falls in line with that. It's not as prestige, of course. Right. But it's just just something if you like like the te- like like the drama, like yeah, the scandal. Spice. But you also like really good music and good fashion and something that's a little more self-aware. Yeah. It's like tasty garbage. It's tasty, yes. It is tasty garbage. 
Yeah. And that's why I love it. Yes. <laughs> oh. Yeah. It's like moose munch versus like just random kettle corn. <laughs> yeah. Kind of you know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. Well, let's go write a blog. <laughs> yes. Thank you guys so much for listening. Um, rate and review us on Apple, Spotify, wherever you podcast. And we will see you next week. XOXO. Bye. Bye. <laughs> A Huda Media Production.